Is there not an entire section on this subject? I know yes. that I may have changed my mind in the meantime on that, so it's unfair. I may have I may have changed my mind about Mithra, for example. Is, is, your, is your book for sale about it? Yes, sir. But have you ever asked God for forgiveness? I'm not sure I have. I just go and try and do a better job from there. I don't think so. Let me tell you, 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 let me let me tell you what episode we're on. We're on episode 20. I should probably have that stuff uh, prepared before I start recording. I am your host, The Evangelical Norm, and uh, we are going to just jump right in. There's so much we could talk about. Um, I could do probably a three-hour podcast today, but I won't put you through all that. We'll just uh, talk about you know a few things that we always talk about, and it really was hard for me to figure out exactly what I wanted to just narrow down to. We usually do kind of three topics. Three is a, it's a pretty nice number. Throw three pictures up, talk about three different things, and then we just go. And these all three kind of flow well together. So all that being said, uh, let's go ahead and jump into it. First things first, uh, let's talk about this mass shooter thing. Um we talked about it a little bit last week, uh, talked about, again, the gospel. Uh, we talked a little bit about gun laws and stuff like that, but here's the deal. So people, the, the two, two shooters in the last week, and, and again, we won't mention their names or anything else. I don't even know their names, honestly. Um, I haven't paid much attention to them specifically. I mean, I'm looking at the situations and stuff like that. I don't care to know the names of these guys that have done this stuff. Not the way we did back when the stuff first started happening. Well, I mean, these things have been happening for ever. I mean, mass murders and, and stuff like that. My wife was just talking about tonight. She pulled up a thing that, I mean, the biggest mass shooting in American history was at Wounded Knee. And it was because uh, the government went in and, and seized those people's guns, took their guns, and then massacred them. The government did that. Yeah. So, I'm, you know, don't judge me when I don't say I don't trust the government to take my guns away and then protect me. So, um, this has been going on for years and years and years. Mass murders, stuff like that. There's been these things going on and, and again we talk about it that if if we took away guns they would find other ways i mean i saw a horrifying video from germany two weeks ago of a man um like apparently an isis some but thump, something or other somehow connected with isis with a like a katana or a samurai sword of some kind um massacring a guy in the street uh, looked like he pulled him out of his car and then just started hacking him up with a with a sword. So the issue is if people want to kill people, they're going to find a way to kill people. We see it all the time. We see mass knifings. We see bombings. We see all kinds of situations that where people are able to go and kill a lot of people. But 
thing I want to talk about and why I put this picture up and Snopes has verified it to a point. Uh, and I, I'm not sure a hundred percent of what the, I think the, the, uh, the definition of mass shooter for this picture is killing four people or more uh, in one setting. So, and with with a gun, obviously. So, as we look at these pictures, the the narrative that is out there with a lot of people, and again, it comes from both sides. You know, and and I kind of lost my train of thought. Both shooters of this last week, one was crazy white supremacist dude. The other was crazy leftist liberal dude. Um, only thing the two had in common is crazy. Uh, which, I mean, if you're going to go shoot up a bunch of people, mental illness is definitely an issue. Uh, somebody asked, made a comment somewhere on Twitter, uh, asked the question, if it's mental illness, why do we only find guys doing it? If you look at this picture, there are some women in there, at least three that I can see right off the bat. I think there's four. Um, I don't remember. So there's women in here. There's white guys in here. There's black guys in here. There's Hispanics in here. Uh, I think, believe even there was an Asian guy I saw in here. Here's the thing. Mass murder doesn't know any race, doesn't know any nationality, doesn't know any gender. People who want to kill people will find a way to kill people. And that's bottom line. You know, everyone's talking about, oh, it's it's Donald Trump's white supremacist rhetoric. That um, I mean, we'll talk about some reasons to be ticked off at Donald Trump right now. But this isn't it. Um, none of this is Donald Trump's fault. Um, none of this is Bernie Sanders. You know, the guy who shot up the uh, shot uh, Steve Scalise at the Republican softball practice for the big softball game between the Republicans and the Democrats in Washington, D.C. last year, the guy that, that shot that up was a Bernie supporter, not Bernie's fault. You know, here's the deal. It's not video games fault. I know I talked about last uh, last week in the podcast, I did talk about violent movies, violent video games. We do have a culture of violence, which again, there's no way to deny that that culture of violence does not feed into this but it's not the absolute cause of this i would never blame strictly video games or marilyn manson's music or anybody else's music i just like to throw out marilyn manson's name um you know i don't blame any particular musician the blame falls on the person man woman whoever picked up that weapon walked into that place and pulled the trigger they are the only person that holds any blame in any of this. Unless, of course, it was somebody holding a gun to their head, making them do it. But none of that did not happen as far as we know in any of these things. Any of these cases. The person pulling the trigger is the person responsible for their own actions. And yes, they're probably with every single one of them, there's a, a, a level of mental illness of some kind. Because normal, sane people do not go shoot people up. I mean, understanding I'm a Calvinist, so I'm a total depravity guy. Uh, I believe that everybody is, is by nature sinful. But th there are people that go beyond the pale to 
raise that total depravity to a whole nother level. Um, and those are the ones who are showing up in this picture. People who went in and shot up different venues or whatever and killed multiple people um, because they have a problem. Bottom line. There is a mental problem somewhere that caused somebody to say, I'm going to go shoot. I mean, most people will tell you, um, and a lot of the uh, lists of mass shootings will take out gang-related stuff. You know, I mean, I don't know the um, cases of every single one of these. I don't know the situations, but I would bet a good portion of them are gang-related. I mean, as we look at the faces that are in here, now someone's going to accuse me of being a racist because all the black people, I'm saying all the black people are, are gangs, and I'm not saying that. Some of these white people could be in gangs and, and so on. Maybe a couple of these women might have been in gangs. You know, but a lot of this, a lot of the mass shootings as I looked through the list were gang related. They were drive-bys. They were, they were retaliations for other drive-bys and, and so on. So you, when you get somebody who gets in a, in a car and gets a, whether it's a semi-automatic or somehow gets their hand on an automatic or somehow, you know, whatever weapon they use and they just go drive through a neighborhood and start shooting you're going to get what is considered a mass shooting because more generally more than four people are going to be injured or die in the, that situation because they're not they're not aiming at specific people they're just going in with the intent of causing chaos that's what all of these people do you know and again it's it's not a a white thing it's not a black thing it's not it is an evil person thing the problem and the the cause behind mass shootings is sin. And I've said it before and I will say it again. The solution to mass shootings is not gun control laws. It's not um, tougher background checks or any of these things. It is the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is getting to these people before they get to the point where they pick up a gun and they go start killing people. And it's going and it's giving them the good news of Jesus Christ. And it is preaching the gospel and calling them to repent and praying that the Holy Spirit will get a hold of their heart and regenerate their heart and draw them out of the place of, of mass shooting and into the kingdom of God. And begin to change them and sanctify them and draw them to Christ and make them more Christ-like. And that's that's the solution. And I, I mean, again, I've said it before, and, and people will go, "Oh no, that's not." That is the solution. The solution to racism. The solution to racism. The solution to mass shootings. The solution to to drug addiction and so on is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Are all the people that we preach the gospel to going to get saved? No. But are the ones that God has elected and, and chosen to save them going to get saved? Absolutely. How does God do that? He uses people to go preach the gospel and then the Holy Spirit convicts and, of sin and regenerates hearts and grants the gift of repentance and all those things that God does all of it. But he uses us in our proclamation of the gospel. That's why I end these videos the same way every single time. And... We'll get to the tagline when we get there. But 
we've got to get away from from the rhetoric and so on that this is just a white supremacy thing or it's just a white thing or it's just a male thing or it's just a black thing or whatever it is it is an evil person thing granted we are all evil people but it is an unregenerate evil person thing and the solution to that is to preach the gospel and pray that the Holy Spirit does what the Holy Spirit does and that God would choose to draw them to himself and save those people. Okay, I beat that dead horse enough. Let's talk about let's talk about something else. Let's talk about you know, everybody's trying to, to blame Donald Trump for this stuff. Let's talk about a reason to really be angry with Donald Trump. And he did some boneheaded stuff this week, and I I, I Try to be the guy that says, I will give him credit when he does something good. I will rebuke him when he does something bad. And now it is time to rebuke Donald Trump because apparently this week he went into the medical center where people are still in critical condition. People were still dying from the the mass shooting at the Walmart in El Paso. And he goes in and does a election campaign photo op basically this kind of reminded me of why i didn't vote for this guy the last time around i mean i specifically did not vote for him one guy is a serial adulterer without a, a modicum of repentance it's a clip that i have in the beginning of the the intro to this this podcast of him you know actually being asked have you ever asked god for forgiveness and he's like no i don't think that way i just try to do better this isn't doing better, Don. This this is not doing better. You're going into a medical center where people are literally dying from a mass shooting days before, and you're gonna go in and give thumbs up and, and make and do these these photo ops? This is ridiculous. And again, this is this is stuff that makes me not want to vote for him again. I'm so praying that some Republican will come along and decide to primary this guy. But we're running out of time. I mean, if something like that is going to happen, it's got to happen soon. And I really would like to see it happen soon. I would love to see someone run against this guy in the primary and knock him out and and take the, the presidency with... I mean, I would love to go back to the Republican Party. <laughs> right? We were just at the county fair this week and walking through and the Republicans had a booth and they were talking to people and stuff. And I'm like, you know, you get rid of the guy at the top of the ticket and I might actually re re affiliate myself with the, with the Republican party, but I can't not as long as he's the standard bearer and I'm not absolutely a never Trumper because again, I'll, I'll give him credit when he does some good stuff. I've, I've been impressed with some of the things that he has done some of the you know religious liberties but it none of it goes far enough i would really love to see him completely defund planned parenthood but cutting their funding by 10% at a time or anything like that it's not doing any good they need to be completely defunded no government money whatsoever he hasn't done that yet we talked about the conservative judges that we were going to get on, on the Supreme Court. He really hasn't done that yet. I'm not real impressed with Gorsuch or uh, Kavanaugh. I don't think either one of them are the pro-life judges that we really want them to be. So again, but doing something like this, this is just, 
I I hate the term tone deaf to use that and according to but this really was. This is something that I and, and obviously he's got he has a Trump cult that is not going to bend any which way no matter what he does. He has that group of supporters that like he said, he could go out in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and those people are still gonna support him. But I gotta say that there are a lot of um what's the terminology I'm looking for? Level headed Republicans are gonna look at this stuff and go, No, Mr. President, this is not good. This is not acceptable. This is this is heinous to go in and do this. This is ridiculous. That you would go in and and make these. I mean, you're standing there while people are dying from a mass shooting, and you're giving a thumbs up while smiling with these pictures of other people. This is horrifying, and and I you know I mean, this should cause us to be angry, and it did. I mean, when it first happened, I was like, I was livid. I've had a few days to to kind of calm down, and so. I didn't you know, freak out on here about this, but this is ridiculous. And this is, again, the stuff that makes me not want to vote for him. Now, granted, I don't want Bernie Sanders, Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren, any of the Democrats that are there. So, again, when the election time comes around, I did not vote for him last time. I cannot say I absolutely will not vote for him this time, but he keeps doing stuff like this, and I'm going to abstain from the presidential vote again. And don't tell me a vote, uh, no vote for Donald is, it, or no vote for him is a vote for the other person. No, because by logic, the no vote for them is also a vote for him. So, right, it's it's either I'm voting for both of them, I'm voting for neither of them. And and that's just reality. I, I'll have to see. But this is the stuff that as you, as you check the boxes of, of stupid things that this man has done, this is one of those things that makes me go, I don't want to vote for you, Don. I do not want to vote for you. Because this is ridiculous. And then, of course, now we have to talk about the huge elephant in the room, or no longer in the room. Um, How does a guy who just weeks ago, was it one week or two weeks I know I have to go back and look at, at the podcast that I've done. Let's take a look. Let's look at um, the the last couple of weeks of podcasts and uh, just see if I can get this thing to pull up. When was the last time I talked about Jeffrey Epstein? Excuse me, got a little yawn there. So yeah, it was just last week that I talked about Epstein again. I talked about him and the uh, um, his attempted suicide. Uh, and how do you get a guy who just, within the last two weeks, attempted suicide, should have been on suicide watch, should have been monitored. I mean, he's one of the most notorious people in prison in the United States today. How are you not watching him 24-7? How does a man who is is just recently able to attempt suicide now able to successfully commit suicide inside his cell? 
And again, I am not the guy that buys into all the conspiracy theories. <laughs> I always yawn in the middle of this podcast. It's not that I'm bored, obviously. Um, maybe I am bored with this news. Um, I'm not one who buys into all the conspiracy theories. I don't buy the Clinton body count. I don't buy a Trump body count, which is a new thing that's suddenly popping up because apparently Trump arranged to have this dude murdered or whatever, allowed him to commit suicide or whatever happened. But there is no denying the fact that there is something fishy going on here. Steve Dace, I saw yesterday, uh, posted a thing saying... You want to kill any controversy? Release the tapes. Whatever videotapes we have of cameras in his cell at the time, you know, we, we watch far worse uh, dramatiz- uh, dramatized on television. Um, you know, we see the dramatizations of, of, of pretty graphic. Um, and then you can just look up on YouTube. You can find people actually killing themselves you can find videos of death there's far worse we could watch um or you could blur out to the point where we can't see in grand detail what he does and hangs himself but release the video if you want to kill any controversy and say that nobody killed him or he wasn't murdered or he wasn't uh you know encouraged to do anything like that release a videotape well then it came out that apparently there was a malfunction with his camera conveniently on the night he commits suicide there's something fishy there there's no way you can deny the fact that something fishy is going on in this case and whether it be the the clintons because he had you know a great babylon b article uh Apparently, uh, anybody who has dirt on the Clintons has a an 843% chance, I think was the number they had, of, of committing suicide. Um, increased chance. And apparently that's true. I don't know. And again, I don't buy into necessarily that particular. Maybe they were behind it. Maybe Bill and Hillary managed to pay some guards or whatever to make this happen. But apparently... What we do know is Epstein was a billionaire connected to all kinds of other millionaires and billionaires and actors and politicians and so on who apparently took multiple trips to his pedophile island or or whatever they called it um, and apparently engaged in sexual escapades with underage girls that he had there whether and more than likely sex slaves so there's any multitude of people who would have motive to to kill this man and obviously as we look at the circumstances surrounding it seems pretty sketchy seems pretty suspicious it may have been that somebody paid off a guard i mean i'd have to ask my cousin i don't know how well prison guards are paid but i know he probably would love to be paid more than he gets paid at the point of the mountain in, in utah um but so somebody got to the one of these guys or multiples of these guys or the entire thing you know, maybe somebody got a hold got found some way to pay off every guard in that prison to turn their back while somebody 
encouraged Jeffrey Epstein to hang himself and end his life. And so all of that aside, all the political, all the other stuff, and, and I think I even said recently I would love to have had five minutes alone in a room with him. I think it was the other transgender guy that I really said that about. But obviously, I mean, I think it is a right response, even from a Christian aspect, when we hear about people who have abused children, um, pedophiles, and, and so on, who have abused children. I think it's... Whew, Excuse me, sorry. I thought I was done with those yawns, but there we go. Um, train of thought lost. I think it is an appropriate response to be angry and to I, I even want to hurt these guys. Now, granted, we have to reel that in and we have to control that. And then our, our, our should be our first response, but often is our second response. Obviously, it was for me in this. My first response was anger. I just want to hurt this guy. I mean, I don't know the what kind of number of of young girls that this man has scarred for life, has uh, abused and hurt and uh, just destroyed their childhood, and it makes me angry and it made me want to hurt this guy. Wherein my my actual. Uh, response should have been my first response and now my response is and obviously my response is too late not that I was going to have any opportunity but I don't know what this guy knew about the gospel I don't know if anyone ever preached the gospel to him I don't know if he had ever heard it I don't know where he was with God likely uh, and, and I can't even say likely I don't know what happened in the, in the last few weeks I don't know what where this man is but the desire should be to preach the gospel. I mean, Jesus talked about going to prisons and, and hospitals and, and visiting the sick and so on. These are things that we should do. These are people who need to hear the gospel. Um, and so, again, it, it could be the fact that Jeffrey Epstein died and went to hell. And, again, I, I've, every ounce of me says it's likely that that is the case. But I don't know. I don't know that, and I don't. I don't like to speak ill of the dead. This guy was a scumbag. Obviously, he may have repented and put his faith in Christ. We don't know. But multiple Christians should have had the desire. Every Christian should have had the desire to meet with him and share the good news with him and call him to repentance. And beg him to turn from his sin. Um, put his faith and his trust in Jesus Christ. That should be our, our response to any of these situations. I want five minutes alone with Donald Trump in a room. To preach the gospel. To really preach the gospel to that man. And hope that he would change his attitude. And actually seek forgiveness from God. You know, Every one of the, the democratic... Uh, presidential candidates and these these uh, mass shooters. I would love to. I used to do a jail ministry and I wish I had time to do it now. As I find myself looking for new jobs and so on, um, 
my desire and my hope is that I might find a job where I can take a day off in the middle of the week or have a day where I can go into the jail and go back to preaching the gospel to these people who need to hear it. And that should be our, our response to Jeffrey Epstein. Our response to Jeffrey Epstein, our response to mass shootings, our response to everything should be sorrow at the fact that there is potentially that somebody died and went to hell. We don't know what the state of the souls of any of those people killed in the mass shootings. When, a, when the shooter themselves is killed, it is likely that that person is going to hell. Because it's not the it's not a, a a thing that you generally will see a regenerate Christian do. A truly born again Christian does not have the desire to go shoot up a whole bunch of people. A truly regenerate who has been changed by the Holy Spirit no longer has the desire to kill a bunch of people. The reprobate mind that does that is likely not saved. And I have to say likely because, again, I don't know what God is doing in these people. I don't know where they are with God. I don't know what at what point before they died where they were in repentance. You know, many of these people may have repented the moment before they died. And we know with the thief on the cross that that is sufficient. True repentance that God knows is sufficient to, to bring somebody into the kingdom of heaven. And it could be, it's available. It was, it was available for Jeffrey Epstein. I don't know if he took advantage of it. It's available for Donald Trump. It's available for every white supremacist out there. It's available for every mass shooter out there who has or has not yet committed that crime. The salvation that Christ offers through his death on the cross is available. Forgiveness of sins is available. But there's two things that have to happen for, for that to be the case. One, God has to choose that that person is going to be saved. And two, we have to be willing as Christians to go out and share that good news and allow God to use us as that medium to which he draws people to himself. Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations. Giving the clear indication that using people is the means that God uses to draw people to himself. I mean, we've heard stories of, of Muslims who have dreams about Jesus and so on. And, and that may well and be well and true. And that's fantastic that God is doing some of those things on his own. But the main way that we recognize that God saves people is by using people to preach the gospel. And then the Holy Spirit takes over from there. But if we truly want to see mass shootings ended, if we truly want to see presidents that don't do stupid stuff and make stupid comments about grabbing people by their, their genitalia and uh, shooting people and mocking handicapped people and telling people to punch dudes in the face and, and whatever other stupid things, a pre if we want to see a president that doesn't call people names, if we don't want to see pedophiles taking their planes to their private islands where they abuse children, then we've got to be going out and we have to be preaching the gospel. And as always, we have to preach the gospel at all times. And we have to use words 
because they are necessary. And until next week, Soli Deo Gloria. Mm-hmm.